0: and I'm very happy to have ramblers coming out showing us their moment of glory and then they go away again and you say see you again next year
1: Hello, hello and hello my gardening friends and welcome to episode 9 from Pod & Closh Garden Podcasts I'm Geoff Elphick a gardener from Gloucestershire in England, and today I'm talking to Henry Robinson, who farms land in Gloucestershire in the UK, and has got a two-acre garden where he houses a national collection of Rambler roses. As usual, I wouldn't like to continue without mentioning my lovely sponsor, My Window Box, who supply a wide range of period-style and modern window boxes in aluminium and steel, with drop-in or freestanding troughs to match. Take some time to have a look at their website, go to mywindowbox.com, and bring the garden to your window. Let's get straight on out into the beautiful English countryside, where I start by asking Henry how he came to be living in an early 19th century house in such stunning
0: surroundings. Well, my my, my father grew up here. My grandfather bought it back in 1911. And so the family have been here ever since, and I'm the lucky recipient of what previous generations have planted. And it's a it's a garden set within a farm as well right, so it's, a, it's, it's certainly a farm and there's quite a lot of woodland and surrounding woods and one of the things you notice here whenever I come back here is you notice the bird song because uh, the, the, the the trees are full of birds and it is a, it's a it's a wonderful sound.
1: You hold the national collection of Rambler roses.
0: How did that come about? Was there a, a light bulb moment? Uh, well, I started that back in 1982, 83, um, because uh, I was getting married to a girl who was a great deal keener on gardening than I was. And so and so I thought that we needed something in order to hold my end up in the garden. And a friend said, you should have one of these new national collections that's starting uh, starting up around here. And uh, I said, what would go well? He said, Rambler roses would be good. So I got very keen and we planted a lot. And we've now planted about 150 different varieties of Rambler Rose. And some of them are, are very big and some of them are not so big. Quick question on semantics. Rambler Roses... You know what I'm going to say, or rambling roses. Well, well, I mean they're the same thing. I thought you were going to say rambler roses. What's the difference in a rambler and a climber? Which, which, which is? I was going to get onto that. <laughs> Should we cover that as well now? Okay. Well, let's let's do it now. I'll give you my working definition because the working definition between the two is basically that a rambler flowers on old wood, so you prune after flowering i e july august yes. and a climber flowers on new wood so you prune in the spring therefore march april oh, i see and that's and that's the technical difference between the two um, so it's not about Uh, the the way the flowers are
1: formed I mean typically I I would describe rambler roses as having sort of clusters of
0: smaller flowers rather than large individual flowers Well indeed, we're stood here and I can show you clusters (laughs) clusters of individual flowers and large individual flowers and so so the answer is that's actually it's a a guide but it's not infallible Okay. and and so that's it If you see something with lots of clusters of flowers and particularly if they're single you're pretty safe in guessing it's a rambler, Yes. but if it's a single flower uh, you just may be wrong.
1: OK, well, that's interesting. Thank you very much. It's a national collection. How
0: do national collections work? Well, the, the, the essence of a national collection was to try and keep in cultivation all the various varieties of one particular sort. So there are over 600 national collections, and there's everything from beech trees to daisies. You know, And, and the idea, really, is not to throw away any of the pieces of the jigsaw before you know what the picture on the box is about. So so it's just so we don't lose the old varieties from cultivation. And that's our, that's part of our role. I assume there's some sort of central databases that you report to maybe every year or so. Yeah, it's, it's now all run by Plant Heritage. It used to be run by the... Um, inelegantly titled uh, NCCPG, the National oh, yeah. Council for the Collection of Plants and Gardens, which was such a mouthful, I think they changed it to Plant Heritage. So.
1: <laughs> right, we're standing in your, your orchard, I think, aren't we? Um, it's got beautiful wild flower areas that you've left um, uncut, yep. um, a selection of apple trees, beautifully pruned, I will add, um, throughout. Thank you. Um, pruning <laughs> last winter, yes. yes. But also on the
0: dry stone walls around, um, Naturally, is a good selection of Rambler roses. Well, we're, we're lucky in that we've got plenty of room, and, and where we're stood now is, is what was an old vegetable garden. And frankly, um, you know, we haven't got enough time or enough gardeners, and that's one of the things there's, there's very little labor in the garden. My wife does a tremendous amount, I do um, less and less, and, and we have a wonderful lady called Kasha who comes in on. Uh, on every every tuesday and keith who comes and mows yes and that's it and my grandparents would have been here with four gardeners gosh (laughs) things have changed a bit yes Yes. don't they just (laughs) now
1: while we're here let's have a look at some of these fantastic roses and perhaps you could talk us through a few of the individual varieties we've got in front of us um and maybe point out some of their
0: merits well i mean they've all got merits the great thing about a rambler is that it, 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 they're usually, um, fly, they flower once, and that's why people say, oh, I've got a small garden, I don't want a rambler because it flowers once and then goes away. We've got a larger area, and I'm very happy to have ramblers coming out, showing us their moment of glory, and then they go away again, and you say, see you again next year, you know, and that's, and that's the thing. So you've got a lovely, a lovely, lovely white rambler at the bottom there called Licky Fund which is a Danish rambler. Licky fund means lucky find. <laughs> so, so, so there you are. Yeah. Um, the, next door to it, you've got one that we've hacked around hard last year because it was nearly... You know, that came from Mary Keane. Oh, that was, yes. that was, came, came from her and it is Rambling Rector. If I tell you, it is now a third of the size that it was last year. Mm. you can tell how much has been cut. Oh, absolutely, A- yes. And And it, without being cut regularly, it would sort of take over. People often shudder when rambling reptiles is mentioned, um, but uh, that one's uh, certainly under control. But you can cut them back. Yes. I mean, th- all, all, all these roses will take being cut back, and I believe when they were in their, sort of, you know, the, the species roses were in their wild condition, they would get cut back by fire or, or, or grazing or just whatever, um, and, uh, and, and they will come back again. I've never killed one by cutting it down, literally to nothing. Uh, I take them literally. Well, not to not to nothing, not to level with the ground, mm-hmm. but to six inches. And and if you're going to, I mean, sometimes you say, right, you've got two choices: you live or die. And 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 they always live. Oh, that's interesting. Now we'll
1: move on to some of the other varieties. But while we're on white roses, yep. wh- white rambler roses, there's quite a range of them. And <laughs> and, and to me. Um, they look very similar. What are we looking at in terms of differences? Flower size, different coloured anthers. Yes, or,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, all, all, all of that. Um, you know, leaf, uh, You know, leaf shape. Um, whether they throw hips in the autumn, things like that. The white ramblers are. Um, the nurserymen will hate me for saying this, but they're all in. They can be in a bit of a muddle because a lot of single white ramblers. The great doyen of roses was Graham Stuart Thomas. Yes. Wonderful, I mean, real, uh, really the most knowledgeable man you could ever meet. And I stood him literally where we are stood now. And I said, sir, he was 90, I think, at the time. And I said, can you, can you help me with some of these? And I'm afraid his comment was, the, the, the white ramblers are in such a muddle, I really can't tell you. And if he's saying that, I think I've been hiding behind that for, ever since. So if we move on along the wall, we've got to Rambling Rector, but now we've come to some sort of peach-coloured... Well, yes, sort of pinky pinky peach. There are two of those uh, planted actually on the other side of the wall from here. There's Paul Noel and Paul Transon. They're very similar. Mm -hmm. They're very similar. They're similar to the point where a lot of people can't tell the difference. And whether they are the same rose, um, I don't know. Um, Further up, we've got... Here's one which is hardly out, called Evangeline but you can see it's throwing a lot of young growth. And I notice it's actually got a fasciated stem just here, yes. A fasciated stem. I shall put that into my lexicon of, of good gardening <laughs> phrases. <laughs> what colour flower will that throw up? Pink. Pink. Pink, Pink. Just, starting, just starting here. Oh, yes, I see. Very similar to apple blossom, and I think, um, yeah, very similar to apple blossom, which is on the house. Now, if we move up, there's a, is that a, a double white yep. rambler? Double white, cluster-flowered, It's called Grußensarben, which is clearly German. (laughs) Um, um, And it's very pretty, it's quite early, quite early that one. So it's actually got some uh, flowers going over on it now. But it was, it actually had its first flower here on April the 30th. Oh, did it? Yes. So I took a photograph of it because I don't, we don't usually see a flower out in... a rose out in April.
1: It's, it's got a lovely flower. That double flower reminds me of some of the double Philadelphus you can get. Yeah. It, it's stunning, yeah. yes. Yeah. And... Pretty. Are, and I mentioned Philadelphus. Are Rambler roses generally scented?
0: Well... Or generally scent, unscented? <laughs> scent, scent is one of the most um, difficult and personal things to, to talk about. Mainly because it changes... Throughout the flowering cycle of the rose, it changes through the time of day. It changes on whether it's very dry or wet. And, and you know, when it works, it's simply lovely. Yes, lots of ramblers are scented. Um, and we'll find one uh, higher up, which I is more reliable than most. Uh, and we'll get to that in a moment. But um, most of them will have some scent. Some of them have a lovely scent. Some of them, it's just not as strong.
1: And then just moving up to the corner, there's a, a pale lemon rambler there. Oh, in yes. fact there's two, isn't there? There's one yes. well, for fa- there's em- Emily Emily Grey, which is particularly lovely. And then let's move on to one more here. Oh, actually, uh what have we got here? No, that's not even a r- rambler rose well, is it? Is it a, it oh, is, is it? a
0: rambler, it's the rootstock. Oh. And I I mean this is this is what can happen. I bought that as a different rose and it just turns out to be good old Rosa multiflora, which is what it is. And that will have been what they used as the rootstock. Ah. And what oh, we've I got see. of that. Yes. And, and it's 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 not quite as invasive as um uh,
1: uh, not like uh, rambling rector it's not, Recta, not quite Recta, as yes. invecti- uh,
0: as invasive as rambling rector, but it's but jolly nearly and so it's a, it's a big one it, it, basically it will cover half a Chinese hillside in its natural habitat yes hammock. and the reason I sort of hesitated when I looked at it is it's got a particularly
1: fine little small flower hasn't it L- um little single flower yeah little single flower in in, in large clusters um
0: yeah, it, it, yeah. It, come on round you can you can just see. You know where it's where it's spreading. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> was it thirty feet across? And that, to, and yes. that And that is well hacked back. Ooh. Yes. And here, here we've got a we've got a climber, not a rambler, a lo- lovely rose called Alchemist. Yes. Uh, which which again is 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 a, is a, is, a, is a climber, and, but it's a particularly lovely one, and throws a variety of different colours. Uh, it's sort of apricoty. But some years, and it's to do with the weather, I suspect, it will throw quite a lot of pink in the apricot. Oh, really? We'll see if we can find one with a... That's showing a, a hint of pink, yeah, isn't it? Is, it? Yes. Yeah. But some, some years there's more pink in it. Could now, I've it... seen this rose before.
1: and um, I don't know whether it's a David Austin rose, but I've seen David Austin supplying it, certainly.
0: I've, got, I've taken... Um, I've got roses from all over but, but in this country David Austin and Peter Beals would be my go-to nurseries who have got a wonderful selection and do incredibly well the, 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 those are the places I go. I've imported roses from France and from Germany. You know, we've got some where, 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 where Beals and Austin won't have those, probably because they're not well enough known or, you know, popular enough. Or don't um, perform or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, And that's one of the things about a collection where you're trying to collect every available um, variety is some are hidden gems and you think, gosh, you really should be better known. But some are just not great varieties mm. and get disease. And so, you know, people say, oh, that's not doing very well. Well, it's just not a great variety. Mm. But we have it. We have it in the collection because, you know, you have to have one of everything. So uh, that's just that's one of the upsides and downsides of the process.
1: Now, you have about 150 varieties. Are you missing any? I mean, are there, Are you yeah, going yeah. to tell me there no. are 300 in yeah. total and you're after another 150?
0: Uh, well, funnily enough, um, there are a whole load at uh, Sangerhausen in eastern, eastern Germany. Um, that I've been through lists trying to identify there, and some of them will undoubtedly turn out to be roses that we've got by a different name, and that's and that's one of the issues. And you have and we have a rose just up in front of us um, called Mrs Honey Dyson, and Mrs Honey Dyson probably was the person where they, whose garden it was they found this rose in. It's probably known as something else somewhere else, and that can happen. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things. Um, roses have are often known by a number of names.
1: Yes, I, I've seen that with other plants before now, and often if a name isn't known, people will put the name of the, uh, yeah. of, of the original yeah. person who, who gifted it to them, yeah. and
0: ownership changes before you know it. That's the name <laughs> of, the, of the plant. Yes, <laughs> and, and so you can come across something with lots of other, yes, with, with multiple names. Um, uh, this is a nice one. This
1: is yeah. sort of off-white with a slight cream or cream tinge.
0: Aviator blerio. Yeah. Which is which tells you basically when it was bred. So early nineteen hundreds. Why does that tell me that Blériot was was the man who drove, ah. who flew the first plane, aviator, pilot, Blériot, oh, okay. yes, first plane, I think, across the channel. So um, <laughs> so it was to celebrate. It that, was, it was it was probably in line moment. in line with that. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. That's a super roast. <laughs> yeah, the big numbered variety that came back from an expedition to China. And they sent me some seeds, and I grew it, I grew it on from seed um, years ago. I had no idea where to plant it, and I planted it in completely the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so it doesn't have. Does
1: it not have a name? Is it? Is it, it, it's, uh, it generally
0: has a. It has. It has uh, a numbered name. Yes.
1: Sort of. Um, I think it's CDC three five two. Yes. But, now, now we've just passed Phyllis Bide, who I know uh, quite well. Um, we um, grew that at Barnsley. I had some cuttings at home. A garden down the road from my house has a s- stunning display of them around the door. That is one that, until you explain the difference between ramblers
0: and climbers, I always felt sort of bridged the gap because it's a repeat flower. It goes on for yes, a long time. Well, it will do. It will do. And and therefore you have to be careful and, and clever with, with your pruning because if you prune hard after flowering, you clearly aren't going to get any replete fires. Mm. So, so you have to be careful. The, the reason this one is so small is you can see that the wall behind it ah, yes. is rebuilt and its predecessor there got uh, covered in probably about three tonnes of bricks <laughs> and three tonnes of, of, of Cotswold stone. So um, these are some of the casualties of, of living with um, old walls. Yes. That's Mrs. Honey Dyson. Mrs. Honey Dyson, who's, who's quite a large-flowered double rambler, came came from a lovely man um, called Keith Marshall down at Huntscourt in North Nibley. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, absolutely lo- lovely man, very very knowledgeable rose grower. Here's another nice-looking, one well, a large, pale Pinky pink one. Leontine Gervais. Um, there we are, it's flowing into Albrecht Barbier. Very well known uh, rose, of course. Yeah, which, one, is, yes. which is one of the most famous. And the reason some of them are very famous and and, and probably the best known rambler of the lot is Albertine. You know, it fit, it, it pictures on, um, on on cottages all over the Cotswolds. And the reason is that it's a very good rose. Okay, you know, yes. and so, um, you know, it's survived and, 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 and is well known and always worth its place.
1: Now, That's just reminded me of of something I wanted to go on to. Um, As you say, they're very old roses, and I should think people notice that they perform well, so therefore propagate from them. If people see a rose that they would like to propagate, how do
0: they go about it with rambler roses? Right. right. Um, I I had to be taught this, so there's absolutely... you know, But what they taught me, it's very much simpler than you might think. That's the good news. So basically, wait until the middle of October... Take a shoot which is not flowered. Cut it off so, at the bottom. So one of
1: that year's whips, one, probably. One of
0: that year's whips. Yes. Okay. Cut it off and cut it into basically lengths of about nine, nine, nine to ten inches long with a bud at the top and a bud at the bottom. And on the top bud, leave two or three leaves, by which I mean sepals. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, two or three leaves. and And then... Effectively, stick it in a stick it in the ground up to its neck. Mm. So you've got basically about two, two, two inches showing and about eight inches under the ground. Would you dig in any sand or anything like that? I've no, never, no, I've never no, done no. it. I've, I've, no. I've never bothered with sand, and I've never bothered with rooting powder. And I won't tell you I get everything to work because actually, no gardener gets everything to work. But it's more likely to be a successful than anything else. And if you've got more time and more effort, you can, you can do sand and rooting powder and I'm sure it won't do any harm. Yes. But, but I, I do quite a lot every, every winter and um, we do that and I distribute them to friends and you know, first prize at the Village of is, is, um, is, is one of my roses. Second prize is two of my roses. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, we're just passing under a... Oh. Phyllis, Phyllis, no, it's not Phyllis Byrd. No, no. This, Similar this, colour. This is, this, is, this is a really lovely rose, and I would have said not well known. It's, it rejoices under the difficult name of Gelaine de Féligonde, which, which starts um, G-H-I-S. Gelaine de Féligonde. So I've no idea who she was, but the rose they've named after her is simply lovely because it starts apricot Yes, there's a bud there that's just it, opening that's apricot. Just apricot It goes a bit pinky and then it fades to a white yes so, i can see the one under there look yeah there's no no sign of pink oh, at all yeah and, and so you've just got a, a a wonderful collection of 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 different colors on the same on the same rose, and it's a very pretty shape and at the moment this one's going up into an old old um espaliered apple oh yes tree on the wall
1: yes now that's lovely that, that if anybody does know Phyllis Bide, which they, they have more chance of knowing Phyllis yes. Bide, well, yep. it's it's similar in <laughs> its, it's similar. colouring, isn't yep. it? Yes. its it is.
0: yep. yeah, that's absolutely right. That's right. But it's a, it's a really pretty rose, and um, discovering that has been one of the great joys. So. Uh, what have we got here? We've got we've got a selection of roses. Um, Adelaide d'Orléans going up there. Now there's
1: a bright.
0: Oh, how would you describe that colour? Pinky a sort of beetroot. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's it's quite a fierce pink. It's on the. North, side, it's planted on the north, sort of the shady side of that of the of, of, of the wall, and it's just coming over the top. It's called Windermere. Yes, um, it's quite a fierce colour, I think one yes. would say. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, so ma-
1: imagine your your dinner plate after uh, uh, some pickled quite beetroot. A beetroot. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> now, yes. I was going to save this question for a little bit later, but um, a uh, a listener, Kate Green, um, wanted recommendations. For a rambler rose to be grown in a balcony, in a pot, north-facing.
0: <laughs> now, that's in the shade. Would you recommend it? I'd probably go for something north-facing. I'd probably go for something called Souvenir de Dr. Jamain. OK, bit of a mouthful. Souvenir, memory of Dr. Jammin. Uh, Peter Beals will have it. Um, and, the, and, the, and, it and it copes with a north wall. And um, it's, it's, it's a lovely deep red. Um, and if you put it on a south wall, those flowers fade. Ah. So that's why it's particularly good on a north wall, because they don't fade. And would it behave in a balcony, or is it a little bit wild?
1: Well... <laughs> The the clue is in the name. It's a Rambler. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, yes, Rambler may not be the ideal choice well, for a balcony, is. perhaps. But if Kate if Kate wants a Rambler, that's my best guess. Fantastic, thank you. <laughs> Let's
0: move on. Uh, what? Well, sorry, did you mention that one? It's got quite a large, pale. Uh... Right. It, it's it's um called Adelaide d'Orléans. Oh yes. And it was bred by uh, a wonderful French gardener back in the early eighteen hundreds, called Monsieur Jacques and he was the uh, gardener to the Empress Josephine. And as a good career move, he bred two extremely good um, roses, and and quite rightly, he named them after the princess's daughters. So there are two two of them, Adelaide d'Orléans and Princess Louise, which are both wonderful varieties um, and have been going for for, um, over 200 years.
1: Yes. No, a very clever man in a clever, lot of bright, ways. Bright see. man, bright man, bright man, and a good gardener. Yes. Now this one we haven't seen this colour
0: yet. This is more of a sort of a well, it's, mid it's, to it's, dark pink. It's a shrub rose. It's a shrub rose, not a uh, not oh, okay. not not a rambler. Yeah, yeah. It's Rosa pomifera. That one actually has been there for a very very long time. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it, it sort
1: of it comes it's, it's, not from a
0: single sort of. No, ba- it's, it's is it suckered or? It's, it's, well, if it was suckered, it would be reverting. So actually, yeah. it isn't. It isn't that. It just seems to have thrown a. Yeah, and what we what we do periodically is just cut out the old stems to try yes. and reinvigorate it. Yes. Um. And I think I think that's probably the right thing. I mean, that that's been there since the 60s.
1: Oh gosh, yes, yeah. So okay. nearly as old as me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just to. People who can't see this, it, we've just been looking at some roses on a wall, but it's fronted by a super um, herbaceous border. It's got some shrubs in it as well. Is that a Corwitzia there, uh, yes, I think? Yes, yes, um, yes. What else did I see? And a lovely um, peony bowl of beauty at the back. Yes, well and, done. A, and a cottonus uh, royal purple, I think, over there. So you, you say, co- say
0: cottonus, I say cottonus. G- I called, think that's you're that's probably going to off.
1: I always had. Uh, <laughs> bit of an issue with some Americans who would call dahlias dahlias, oh, but no. until you realise that the chap who developed them, or, or, or uh, named them, was, uh, was
0: Dahl, oh, so was um, he? Okay, they, they may well be correct. They may well be correct. <laughs> now we're walking around the corner past a magnolia and a weeping uh, silver pear, which got completely massacred in the beasts from the east and that, that, that the snow last year, Yes, and as you can see we lost a big chunk of it. Gosh, yeah. Yes, yeah, so there's um, big, now a gap we can walk under where you could have a swing, Henry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, it, it's extraordinary that last year, the end of February, we had we had the uh, most incredibly bad weather, and this year it was twenty degrees and bright blue sky yeah. and hot sunshine. Yes. Yeah. Now we're stepping over a little rill. Is this coming from a this, spring? This, this is a, literally this is a spring, and it rises about seventy yards up from where we're standing. It comes out of the ground. And it's been uh, channelled to go down this side. So we're more than halfway up the side of the valley. Mm -hmm. And twice I have seen this stream revert to its natural course, which is in the back door of Garden Cottage and out the (laughs) front door. (laughs) And I assume it leads down to the bottling plant. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it goes heads on down and actually will end up going into the, uh, the River Churn, which goes into the River Thames.
1: Here we are. So, we're on a terrace here, a gravel terrace
0: and a uh, sort of a 50 foot <coughs> wall with yes, several varieties going on lots it. Lots of varieties growing on. Um Mrs FW Flights, the quite fierce pink one. Yes. Um, a bit of a yellow eye in the middle. Yes, yes. the yellow eye in the middle and then it's next door to Running Andre which now, is see, really there's th-
1: another one that seems to change colour.
0: Yep. yep. During it, as it ages. Yeah, yep. And that flows into Laurie de Vaux. And all those are pretty unusual and quite rare. And those three all came to me from Mottisfont, which is a garden I can't recommend highly enough. Um, I think Graham Stewart Thomas was instrumental in the setting was. up of that, wasn't he? And, and, and the head gardener there for years was David Stone, and he, was, he couldn't have been kinder when I was starting off. And these, these three came from him. And I shall always thank him, and he's, he's, a, he's a lovely man. Now this, I've forgotten the
1: name already, Laurie de really catches my eye, because it's, it's sort of got a cup-shaped flower. Have they, is it because they're not fully open, or, or does, no, do they no, retain that, that, that cup that, that, shape? That, that's what it looks like. Yeah, that's
0: stunning. It is, it's, it's very pretty. Yes. It's very pretty. And
1: sort of a, yeah. how would you describe that colour? Uh, sort of well,
0: I'd almost a sort of light lilac, I yes, think, perhaps. Yes, yes. Yes. No, that is, that's um, lovely. I, it's, it's, it's very pretty. It's, it's a nightmare to prune. Because, of because it throws a lot of things, and I've got it on the wall, and I don't want to hit, cut it back too hard. I'm always in a state of advanced indecision as to how hard to how hard to cut it back. Yes. Now, let's jump ahead to another question I've
1: had from Virginia Kennedy and D Fisher, which basically is what everybody's going to want to know: a pruning regime for okay. for ramblers. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Let's, let's go along here, because I can show you. Ah. If we just go on a fraction, Yes, I can show you, you know, uh, how, how it works. And it's, and it's again, don't, don't overcomplicate things, is my advice. Um, decide it's a rambler, and say to yourself, I'm not expecting any second flowers, and I'm not expecting any hips. So, with those two provisos, after flowering, whenever after flowering, so, if ours, ours are virtually over by early July... And at that stage, you, you, you say, okay, there's nothing more coming from you. And if you're going to prune it, because some ramblers we don't prune. I mean, looking here, Rosa Wickwar, which is enormous, it's a 60 foot rose. We, we don't prune it, we just let it go. We cut out some dead and we hack it back to keep it so we can get round the path. Yes. But that's it. But say you're going to prune it, what you're looking for, what you want to keep, is this year's growth. So, there is, there's one that's flowered. Yes. So that, that, that will probably come out next year. Mm-hmm. What I want is that It's something uh, yes. like that, the, the, young, the young growth, because that is next year's flowers. It's exactly the same um, uh, shoot that you would take the cutting from in October. So if you're going to take a lot of cuttings, you, you know, you're not going to have a lot of flowers next year. that's Yes. What it so what you then do is you try and form it, if you're on a wall, you try and form it there to spread out the various branches. And you tie them in and effectively try and cover the wall. Now I know, because you and I have history on this, that you know why we're trying to send them send the branches sideways. Yes, now I think <laughs> you, you use the word apical dominance... For the first time ago. in
1: a practical situation i 'd heard it before, obviously in a reddit, but uh, yeah, this was a practical uh, if you send, example if,
0: if you send the branches going straight up, then the tendency is to flower at the top and have nothing lower down and as somebody is trying to get the most flowers and cover the wall, you don 't want that, so send them sideways if necessary, bend them down slightly on the on the ends that will make the, make the, make the branches. Shoot flowers all the way along, and what you're doing is you're getting more more flowers, and uh, with that and young, young growth for a rambler, then those are your two two vital things.
1: Yes. Now I've taken that to an extreme before now, where I've had to fit a very large rose into a very small space, and uh, I've sort of created spirals not, almost. Yeah, of, yeah you of, can of, do that. I've seen I've seen it done. It's
0: very effective. Yep. You yeah. can you can do it. Um, that's 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 right. I think the other thing I was going to say is if when I'm pruning. I say to myself, hmm, well, if you're going to make a mistake, make it early. And I think that's quite good advice. So if you say, well, I don't know whether to cut that or not, the answer is usually yes, cut it, um, but do it early. Don't, don't prune at the end of October and then expect it to recover. Ah, because, right. because so, so do it early means if you're doing it in July, what you're doing by pruning is rebalancing the, the plant from its ability above-ground and its below-ground um, root system. So, so it will throw out more, more shoots. If you, if, if, you, if you cut it harder, it will just throw out more shoots. Yes, now, so you've got me thinking, any time after flowering, but would December be too late? Well, I think December is too late, because what you're then getting is young growth, which is c- coming out into hard frost, and that isn't ideal. Ah, so yes. what you want to do is... is, is it's why July and August... Are the best time for pruning ramblers. Yes. You know. and you, they've and you, done their thing. They've done their thing. You give them, that, you give them the rest of the year to, to recover, rebalance, and throw out the new growth for next year. Yes. And I prune, I prune on wet days in harvest and listening to the test match. And I say to myself, basically, I've got lots of roses to do. I don't want to get bogged down on one. So I try not to be more than about 10 to 15 minutes on each rose. Yes. Yeah, you know, you, and just just cut away, and and just don't fuss too much. You know, you're rebalancing it. That's what you're saying to yourself. Yes.
1: Now, one of the people that asked questions, it was it was D Fisher actually. Yep. Um, she particularly asked about the pruning regime because she's seen uh, a well-known television gardener hacking at his Rambler with shears. Yep. Would you have a problem with that, or are there situations where
0: indeed that could be useful? Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, it's, no, it's no problem. I mean, I've 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 heard of people attacking roses with chainsaws, you know, and 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 the answer is, what I said earlier is that you you won't kill it, if you if you if you cut it right down, um, you know. I believe to be right. Yes. I've, n- I've never killed one yet. And actually, on that subject,
1: I seem to remember when I was at Barnsley House, we had a Banksia lutea growing yeah. out of the back of the house, and it was at the point where it was. And because it was so high up, it was virtually impossible
0: to prune effectively. Yep. So
1: we used shears on that, and it, yep. and it, and it certainly yep. did flower every year.
0: Yes, and I mean, ears Banksier, are um, half hardy. And we're higher than Barnsley. We're, we're 800 feet here where we're stood. And actually... I haven't. I haven't gone down the route of Banks's because I just don't oh, really? think. I don't think they're going They'll get away. We've got a half a half hardy uh, Cooper's Burmese, which is which is um, a half hardy rambler, and I that sometimes just gets cut to the ground. Yes. Um, it does come back usually, but it's yeah. You know, it doesn't like it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we've come to the end of this session. That one you've mentioned, haven't you? The, 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 those are wickwar,
0: which is a, a, a monster. It's, it's, it's what you might call invasive, I think. It uh, it's must be 60 foot from end to end, yeah. and it's planted, you know, it, it goes up twice the height of the wall, which is about eight, nine feet. Uh, it's planted outside the garden and flows in. Oh, I see, So yes. it's, it is big. And it's, but it's wonderfully reliable, beautiful grey-green leaf and it comes, it's always been out for our wedding anniversary, which is the 23rd of June. Ah, so
1: yes. Uh, somebody
0: jokingly,
1: jokingly asked the question, what do you do if your neighbour in a small terrace house plants a rambling
0: rector? <laughs> <laughs> um, but as we can see, it, uh, yeah, well, it takes are, over. The answer is it can take over. <laughs> yes. that, that's why some lawyers get very rich. Yes.
1: <laughs> now, this one is... I mean, it's particularly healthy, isn't it? I mean, it's, it looks it, lovely. It,
0: it, it looks really as if it's it's going well, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. which
1: makes me think: Do ramblers suffer
0: from many oh, yeah, pests they, or diseases? Well, have they their problems? They, they they can they can do. I mean, they can do. Sometimes you get a bad aphid year, and um, I I'm, I'm not organic on the farm, but I'm pretty organic in the in the um, in in the garden, and we don't spray. You can sort of see by the area we've been round that if you started to spray you'd never end so we yes. just we just accept i'm afraid what you get and actually what we're seeing now is a whole load of bees and everything else i'm very keen that those get a, a decent chance and i don't want to be either taking away their food source or their you know or, 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 or all the good they do So yes. so i'm keen that, that, that they get a good chance and we, d- we don't spray
1: i think it's been quite a hard year or a good year for greenfly if you like yeah um and I, somebody was talking about it very recently they were saying you just hold your nerve and actually it two weeks after the greenfly arrived the ladybirds came in yeah. and um yeah. got rid of them you know yeah so, well uh, we're
0: not looking we're not i mean we're looking at quite a lot of buds here and there's not there's not a lot of green fly in fact if you can see one you're doing well i uh, there's probably some up there on a young a shoot.
1: Of, yeah a bit of young growth there one or two but it's
0: not but it's not bad no it's not bad um do you do you feed or yes what what well you, you, see, you basically when I can in the winter, they get a barrow full of muck and it's it's well rotted horse manure yes and and that's what they'll get but we don't we don't do um, anything anything else Give them some uh, give horse manure is good and um, it, it needs to be well rotted because otherwise it can be a bit fierce yes um, uh, so so do that make sure it's it's, it's, it's been in the pile for a while, yeah, and then move it round. Now,
1: I had a question from Alex Burtwistle, who wanted to know, and I haven't seen any examples yet, um, if you wanted to grow a, I've seen one now, <laughs> a, ram, <laughs> uh, a ramler into a tree, is, would you recommend a certain distance from the main trunk of the tree? Yeah, I,
0: I, think, just, <clears throat> I think the essence of growing them into trees, and I love them going into trees, my wife, bless her, doesn't really like them going into trees, so we always have a bit of a contretemps <laughs> in the garden about that sort of thing. But uh, I, think, I think this one's growing into a Judas tree, and um, it, it's planted. It, the issue is the shade thrown out by the tree. You can plant them very close to the base if you haven't got much shade. Okay, if yes. you've got, uh, they won't cope necessarily with total shade. And that's thing. So beech would be very difficult to get a to get a rambler to grow into because they sh- they throw a lot of shade. Yes. So, but here here we are. We've got a. It's quite open this tree. It's, isn't it? it's quite open. Yes. It also lost a lot of branches in that snow last year. Yes. So, there are. Um, but it's fine. And that's quite a quite an unusual rambler called South Orange Perfection, um, which just starting to show some flowers. Just starting yes. to come out now. But uh, it'll be it'll be lo- I hope it'll be lovely for next weekend. Yes it should be shouldn't it and I,
1: and i assume you'd want to balance the choice of rambler with the size of tree <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes it, well it, it it is true and quite often we've had i've had ramblers going into trees and then the tree has fallen over Uh oh, really? happens <laughs> in which case usually what happens is that rambler gets more sunlight and just you know carries on growing yes you know and you have the problem trying to untangle the two
1: yes yeah now we obviously can't Talk about 150 varieties. Can we just mention that one over there that's growing up of the? Uh, is that the Bothy? Yeah. Well, it's a it's an old potting shed. Yes. It's a it's sort of a I don't think brick, no brick red. not the right description. It's sort of.
0: It's a sort of pinky salmon red, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. Um. I. This is not my proudest moment. I have to tell you this. <laughs> a variety. A variety was 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 brought here by somebody who said, Oh, we don't know what this is. And I, you know, this was, this was, it was after flowering, so it was basically, it was a, you know, it was a stick in a pot. And I put, this, put the pot against the wall, and then, you may find this hard to believe, I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> and we left it. And three years later... Um it had broken through the bottom of the pot and was climbing up, and actually turned out to be this rose, so what now looks like an inspired piece of planting I have, does, to, I, yes. have, I have to tell you was a complete <laughs> accident <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's mingled
1: with a white rose that's yes. sort has of got a yeah which which which' I'm afraid, lilac tinge it is, to and we don't, we don't know, and we don't know what it is that's amazing. again it yes. again
0: it was it was sort of it was in the spot where people bring me things they don't know what they are and if when the first time they put their head out, I don't know what they are either, um, well, you've, never, you've no idea whether they're going to be, you know, a 60-footer or something quite small and compact. Yes. And um, these, are, these are actually sort of medium size, but they, I'm afraid that they're, they're in the area of I don't know what they are. Yes, well, this is where you're very clever and you name it after your wife, of course.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we know, we know the pinky one now... Um, We've, we've, we've established a name for it it's known uh, by a couple of names but, but the one that I've uh, latched onto for it is called Leo's Eye mm-hmm. and it's not commercially available um, it's, it's unusual in that respect so that's why it's important that we've got it I think um, but, that, but that's, uh, that's what it is and, the, and this white one with a hint of pink in it is, um, I don't know what it is No, I don't no. know well, Henry,
1: thank you very much for your time It's fascinating, it really is. And I know we could carry on. There's there's another terrace up here by your vegetable garden, Um, but... You've got an open garden next week, so I know you're very busy. Sunday the 30th. Yes, yeah, Sunday the 30th uh, of, uh, June, of, June, of June, for those listening after that date. So wait till next year <laughs> yes, if, yes, if you've missed yes, it. Yes. Um, no,
0: really fascinating. Thank you for seeing me. And um, I hope you have a busy day. You raise money for... We raise money for the National Garden Scheme for the Macmillan Nurses. And, and all the money we raise in the garden goes to charity. And where can people find you? Do you have a website? Uh, there is a website, moorwoodroses.co.uk. Um, do that, we're in the yellow book and, and, and the yellow book will be most people's first port of call yes.
1: a really big thank you to Henry who's extremely busy preparing for the invasion of inquisitive gardeners next week, if you hear this before the 30th of June 2019 you might like to have a day out and visit Henry's superb collection and beautiful gardens, it's open from 2pm until 6pm and the postcode for your satnav is GL7 7EB. If you prefer more manual methods of navigation, his address is Moorwood, Woodmancote, Gloucestershire. Now, there's several Woodmancotes, so make sure you go to the right one. And that's just north of Cirencester on the A435. Thank you for listening. I'm still working on an episode about gardening and butterflies, but in the meantime, may your secateurs be well honed, may your roses be fecund and highly scented and your box free of blight. I'll see you next time.